Hey guys, it's another episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You, and this audio was taken from a webinar that I did last week with a few of my friends, Heather Bloom, Amy kosnikowski Delusio, and Ramel Anakin. In this webinar called You Got This, a 12-pack of ideas to help you cope and hope, so many found such encouragement. And so I thought, why not play this again for those of you that prefer to just hear it? And if you wanted to catch the blog, you can go to marketinghomemarketingyou.com. All the resources are there. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. We're just gonna give it a couple of minutes and let everybody everybody get on. I'm Barbara Savona with Sprout and we're so excited to have you guys for this webinar. You got this, a 12 pack of ideas to help you hope and cope during these times. And I've got special friends with me. So I know we said we'd all introduce later but might as well while we're waiting, do we wanna do like Brady Bunch style? Like Ramel, do you wanna start? Sure, hi everyone. I'm Ramel. Out here in California, it is a rainy day in California, so we're all stuck at home. But <laughs> good to see all of you. Good to see my friends here, and good to see all of you in the Sprout audience. Thanks for being here today. And who's, who's next? next? Absolutely. Popcorn. I'll go. I'll go. I'm Amy Kosnikowski Delicio, or Amy K. Amy K. D. As a lot of people call me, national speaker, um, industry educator, motivator, inspirer. Um, I'm all about coping and hoping. So I'm excited to to be here to hopefully share a little bit of light in this um, great crazy time, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, where it is sunny. Sorry, Ronald. We had rain <laughs> last night and this morning though. So, but it's sunny currently. <laughs> I'm uh, Heather Bloom. I'm out on the West Coast up in Seattle. It is surprisingly sunny here today. It's crazy. It's going to be all the way up to 68. I know. I know, Ramel. I stole your weather. Um, <laughs> uh, I am with Behind the Leasing Desk Training and Consulting Services. Also provide coaching and um, speaking. Um, and I am I'm here because I think that it's important for people to be able to have a little hope right now. And it's really easy to lose hope and get overwhelmed. And we want to give you some resources to help you not do that. So you guys, we're so excited to be here. I'll introduce myself too. I said earlier, I'm Barbara Savona. I'm with Sprout Marketing. Um, we are a marketing and design agency. And Heather helped me with this earlier. She's like, you're a communication platform. And I'm like, yes, we are. So um, we're helping with uh, communication right now during these difficult times. But let me tell you a little bit about how we came to this webinar. I have always had a great relationship with these three industry colleagues, friends, speakers, and we work together in different capacities. And I was thinking, who would be a stellar lineup to keep it really positive, but really real without a lot of fluff and just different perspectives, right? So, you know, Amy's a mom, Ramel's a dad, Heather and I are dog parents, dog moms. 
And everybody's dealing with this a little differently. You know, we own our own businesses and we, you know, have all been in the multifamily industry for many years. So we understand to a certain extent the challenges. Like we're not right there right now with you behind the, the desk at this moment, but we've been there. And so the conversation was, can we bring together just some really encouraging things that are helping us right now to cope and hope, some strategies, some principles, and our thought process was, let's keep it very um, principle-based. So we know principles, they don't go out of style. Right now, they're just going to become even more relevant amidst a crisis, but these are going to help us for the weeks and months to come. And so I'm really excited that the four of us can come together. Um, I We've got it recording, so if any of you miss a piece or whatever, we'll make sure to send this out. We also have some free giveaways that we're gonna be doing. Um, both Amy and Heather are giving away one-on-one -on -one coaching session, I think a 30-minute coaching session for one, one community or one team. And Ramel's giving a host of resources that will be sent out in the um, email tomorrow. And I'm gonna be giving away a Sprout membership for three months to a community that could use some help with their graphics. So. It, at the end, we're gonna select three questions and we'll have a few more, but the first three to submit questions as we're going um, will be the ones that we'll select to be the winner. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. It looks like there's still some joining, but we've got a good, <laughs> we've got a lot of people on and we're excited to start. You got this, a 12 pack of ideas. So I'm gonna introduce my friend, Amy. Cos oh, Barbara, Barbara where, can they, where can they submit questions at? Oh, I'm sorry. On the chat feature, you can submit questions. The rest of us are going to take our cameras off and we're going to mute while Amy kicks us off. But I'll be like looking through the questions here in chat. And then at the end, if there's a few common ones that pop up to the top, we'll share those and we'll stay on as long as we can afterwards. Okay. So Amy, you ready to kick us off? I am ready. Let's, let's do it. Let's, I got this so they can get it. So um, my, my focus uh, for the next few minutes is how I am staying optimistic. I am staying grounded, um, but it's, it's definitely a challenge um, because we are living in very unprecedented times, um, uncharted territory for, for all of us. And, and I know for me, um, just in the beginning, probably like day one of week one, it was like, how am I going to manage all this? I have a seven-year-old son. I work from home. I'm a national speaker. My husband was possibly going to be working from home. What's going on? So it was a huge shift for me, um, as well as, as well as, well as my family. And, you know, none of us was, were prepared for this. So I knew in order for me to stay optimistic and for me to get and stay grounded, um, in the here and now and what's happening in this global um, crisis, I had to focus on really what matters to me and what I needed and what my family needed. So in order for, for me to do that, I want I focus on my, my three principles, which is all about adapting, acceptance, is all about truly getting back to the basics and grace and gratitude. So um, the first is um, adaptability and acceptance. And if you've been in this business, like, I don't know, probably more than two days, you realize you got to roll with the punches anyways. Um, and I definitely, I definitely did that. But for someone like me who is very 
um, a bit of a control freak. I like things a certain way. It was it was tough because I, um, you know, had my schedule, my flight schedule, and client meetings, and my husband my husband's schedule, everything all scheduled out. And so I really, um, I, I really had a hard time adjusting to that. But really, what I came back to is like really what matters most is to keep myself and my family safe um, from you know this this virus. So so I came back to what do I have control over and what can I do? So I found out, I find when there is, um, when I don't have control, I, I figure out what I can control, what can I manage? So I really came back to um, kind of my routine or my son's routine, my husband's routine. So I'd really try to keep it as normal as possible or normalized in times of uncertainty. And that, that definitely helped. Um, but with with that, adapting was a new role for me. So as um, as a national speaker, I became an education coordinator for a party of one, my seven year old son. So um, it's it's been a lot of work, but it's also been a great joy. Um, but it's a big juggling act for for myself and for my husband, both working from home. And uh, just a few minutes ago, I had to kick my husband out of my office and say, hey, <laughs> I'm on now. So um, so we had to have some teamwork together um, in order for us to handle all that we need to and all, all that we're, we're, we're juggling. And so that teamwork was definitely an essential because so we definitely saw that this all this togetherness that we're having, we're, you know, had to really kind of come up with our own personal game plan but but i really wanted to to hit on i know um, a lot of us are um, parents out there um, whether you're pet parent or you have kids at home so being able to juggle all that it's tough it's definitely tough but i but i um really tr i'm trying not to replace um in anthony's teacher i'm not replacing what um, what they're doing in school. What I'm trying to do is do what he needs and try to keep him engaged and have learning be fun. So it's actually been fun um, doing things with him, whether it's art class, gym class, and we're um, we're we're trying to have a, a good good time with it. So adapting and uh, acceptance of kind of like the new role that I have right now. So and my second point is back to the basics and really kind of coming back to what really matters, truly does, um, really does ground me into taking it day, day by day. Because I think this virus, if it did anything for me and my family, it was a reset button that I didn't realize that I really needed. Um, so it's... Um, it's you know kind of definitely creating a new routine, but but I really came back to the tried and true for what I need, my son needs, my my um, husband needs. We're eating well, we're working out, we're going out, we're working in the yard, we're doing what we need to. Plus, we're doing things that we probably wouldn't be doing unless we had this we had this change of lifestyle. Um, we're dusting off hobbies, we're staying connected to families, we're reaching out, Facebook, Zooming. I think I have a Zoom happy hour tonight, one tomorrow, probably two or three a week, which is really fun. But we're having a lot of quality time. Again, coming back to what really matters to me and what, what feeds me and what fuels me and my family to make sure that we stay grounded and optimistic, even with all the challenges that we're having. Which leads me to my last point, which is all about grace and gratitude. I shared just a, a little sliver of, you know, the juggling that 
that my family does. And, but I know that I, every day I'm not perfect every day. I'm not doing everything I should, but it's okay to not be perfect. And it's okay to have a tough day. And, and some days it's emotional and some days I'm stressed and some days it's glorious, but, but I'm giving myself grace and permission to not be perfect. And that's really kind of, um, kind of eased off the pressure of this perfectionist in front of you. So, um, but it's, um, it's, it's also making me think about things that I need again, the feeding and my soul and what I need to say optimistic and grounded is truly important. Asking for what I, what I need, whether it's five minutes to myself to go for a walk or, or think for a minute, or just, um, really figure out what, what I'm, grateful for even in the scenario that we are but but I know that even the trials and tribulations that are nothing in our household are, are comparison to what some families are dealing with and what some people across our country are doing so that really keeps me grounded to say I am blessed I am so fortunate and um, and that also makes me want to count my blessings and what I'm grateful for um, and we, we are really conscious of that and very aware of that, whether it's at dinner time or bedtime, or I, I'm seeing the silver lining at every opportunity I can. And, um, I just, you know, thinking every day that I'm kind of treasuring this time with my son and my husband and, um, yes, it's a lot of quality time, but it's also time that I'll probably miss. And maybe we're starting some new, um, routines and new traditions, um, may become our new normal. So I wanted to wrap up my few minutes um, with a kind of you got this, do this action. Um, I challenge you to have the daily discipline to figure out what you need to be optimistic, what feeds you, what feeds your soul, what will fuel you um, to be able to make it to juggle and handle whatever you're handling and um, give yourself a break, give yourself some grace and other people grace too. And let's drop the judging and be able to um, do what you need to do and to know it's okay to not be perfect and to do whatever you need to do to get through this, to be optimistic and grounded in what matters the most to you. So those are my points. And I am going to throw it to, I'm going to throw it to Heather, Heather Bloom. I think you're up. Amy, that was great. Thank you so much. Um, so my background, for those of you who haven't worked with me before or heard me speak before, um, I live with, with mental illness. I live with PTSD and depression and anxiety and they're terrible roommates and I can't evict them. So I have to learn to live with them. And right now, it seems like everybody out there is getting to feel every day how I feel every day. <laughs> um, so I want to kind of offer you guys a, a roadmap to work through it. Now, the, the fact of the matter is, is that number one, it's okay if you're not okay. I, I, am, I, I swear to you that it is okay if you're not okay. Trauma responses are going to vary from person to person. And that's what we're going through right now. We're going through a national trauma and we're going through a period of grief. Grieving is when you're angry because something was canceled or because coronavirus has made it so that you can't go do what you were supposed to be able to do today. That's, that's a grief response and that's totally natural and totally normal. So it's, it's okay. If you're angry, it's okay. If you're frustrated, it's okay. If like, you're just hungry, whatever you're feeling right now, it's okay to feel it. Um, don't act on it. Don't act on it though. If it's like homicidal, just don't do that. Um, 
I want to talk to you a little bit about some refocusing and re and, and processing strategies. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about the power of a pause and breath. Your breath is really important. The way that you breathe is really important. So I'm going to teach you a little trick that helps you when you're overwhelmed, it helps you re-engage your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to take a breath in for uh, for, for uh, I'm sorry, you're taking a breath in for four seconds, you're gonna hold it for four seconds, and you're gonna breathe out for seven. In for four, hold for four, breathe out for seven. That helps reset your breath pattern so that you can get more oxygen into your system and the logic center on your brain will come back online. Um, it helps a lot if you're someone who has panic attacks, that's a very helpful thing. Um, again, Number two, let yourself feel what you're feeling. Don't deny what you're feeling. It's okay if you're angry. It's okay if you're frustrated. It's okay if you're tired. My mom's stress result response to everything is she takes a nap. I'm cool with that. That works for me. Whatever works for you right now is what you have to do. Um, every single day, find time to connect with someone that you care about and that cares about you. It's, it's crucial that you keep those connections open, and I don't care if it's a phone call or even a text message. Maybe you're not someone who wants to talk on the phone. Maybe you're under the age of 35. That's cool. I get it. But at least text somebody and make sure that you know that, that make sure they know that you care about them because they do care about you, and it's easy to forget and to feel alone right now, and you don't want that. So set yourself up for success by being the one who reaches out. Um, Ask yourself what's making you feel off. Is it the lack of control? Is it the lack of, of the unknown? Once you can identify what it is that's making you feel like you're not quite all there, um, or like you're not quite at your, at your peak level, you can begin to address that. Um, I'm throwing this out there. I have a service dog. Her name is Moon Moon. She's delightful. And pets are great personal aids right now. Um, even just petting a cat or a dog can drop your blood pressure and can drop your pulse. So if you have that option, I highly suggest you uh, you take advantage of that. But I'm pretty sure they won't complain. Um, indulge yourself in some simple pleasures. Uh, I posted on Facebook a while ago that it's okay if you're at the grocery store right now and things that wouldn't normally ever make it onto your list find their way into your cart. Um, I came home with with... 10 pounds of gummy bears and a bottle of whipped cream flavored vodka the other day just so I could make them for my neighbors um, because they all have children and I don't have children. And if they've made it this long at home with their children without going nuts, they deserve a prize. So it's okay if you, if you want to indulge a little bit in simple pleasures. Um, and on that note, please ignore any memes on Facebook that try to make you feel guilty for doing so. You're not a fatty. You're not lazy. You're not unproductive. All right. And you're not a drunkie, and you're not, depending on your state, you're not a high E. Um, you're just human. In the last financial crisis, 54% of Americans binged on media. Like, that's part of what launched Netflix to such success. So binging is a natural human response. Give yourself some slack. It's, it's, it's okay. I wouldn't go overboard, but give yourself a little, a little grace. Um, Keep a list of three things for the day that you want to focus on that will keep you positive, things that you really care about. Whether it's your kids, whether it's having just one good moment through the day, a list of three things can give you a point to come back to and to recenter on. Uh, take a break today and leave your desk. Like walk outside, just take some time to breathe. 
because if you don't if you don't leave your desk you can't remove yourself from a thought pattern that you're in and when you come back things are easier to solve and this is a great tip even for when you're not in the middle of a pandemic um and allow yourself to have a bad five minutes have a bad 10 minutes it's okay and processing a moment of severe weakness leads to a resurgence of your own strength being able to work through that bad moment that gets you the good moment way faster um look we all feel helpless right now we all feel this desire to help and we don't know what to do a lot of us look for the good around you and try to replicate that for yourself and for the community that you're at look at the things that are that are working and how can you adapt that to your community can you do those those bear scavenger hunts believe it or not in my neighborhood they're huge can you invest in some sidewalk chalk and just invite kids to go out and and take like decorate the sidewalks. I know it's not the best for curb appeal, but right now I'm not sure curb appeal is our top choice and is our top priority. Um, and if you're feeling guilty for doing your job, and remember, if you're on site, your job is to collect rent. If that makes you feel guilty and you're sitting there with like feeling like the worst human being on the planet because this is your job right now, I want you to go to my website at. Um, BTLD Consulting and go to my blog behind the leasing desk. There's a pep talk I put out earlier this week. It's a straight talk pep talk for our on-site teams on rent week. And I want you to go ahead and read that because you need to remind yourself that guilt is for people who do something wrong and you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing your job. And I hope that you're able to do it so much better. And I hope that you're able to work your way through this and, and feel your way through this. And if you need help, we're always here. I'm going to toss it to my friend, Ramel. Ramel, where you at? Right oh, here. Yeah, there he is. All right. Thank you so much, Heather, Amy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, in our home, we've been um, binge watching as a family on Brain Games uh, on Nat Geo on Disney+. And if you know me, uh, I've also been watching lots of Hallmark movies and drinking Coke Zero. So um, those are my... <laughs> Those are my guilty pleasures. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Ramal Anakin. Uh, you know, and so I wear many different hats in in my life. So entrepreneur, uh, as as you know, speaker, consultant, all that stuff. Travel all around the country, or at least we did until about three weeks ago. Uh, some of you may not know as well. I'm also um, an assistant pastor uh, at my church. So if you're in California and you need someone to do a virtual wedding call me and um and we're also a homeschool family so this year was the first year that we did homeschooling for our daughter and uh so what's interesting is as as challenging as difficult as it is you know it's also been this very interesting process as we see um how life has prepared us in many ways for for this situation uh so we're we're having all the feels here all the stuff all the same thing that everyone's going through um and experiencing and both the really positive things and the things that are a little tricky as well so thanks amy thanks heather those are some good 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 stuff and i just want to share three things with y'all here um that that's really helping me and it's really things that i'm having to remember and uh that's really that's helping me as I decide, what do I do today? What do I do tomorrow? How do I plan for this? And so the, the first tip I would tell all of you here is do not make permanent decisions based on temporary situations. Okay, so I'm gonna say that again. Don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. In other words, 
don't let fear and anxiety drive the bus. Like Heather mentioned, it's absolutely normal. If you've got fear, anxiety, worry, that's completely normal. Trust me, right? We have the same thing here too, and we battle through the same things, but you don't want it to drive the bus. For example, you know, right now, some, some of you um, uh, may be really, really concerned for, let's say you're already looking to May and, and rent payments for May, and what are people going to do? And are they going to pay or not? And so out of that fear and anxiety, you may send a letter to residents that goes viral for all the wrong reasons. And we've seen, I'm sure everyone here has seen some of those letters. And, and really, that was motivated primarily by people who were fearful that residents weren't going to pay rent. Um, for good reason, understandable, right? But that this situation, and this will pass, we don't know when, but it will pass, but don't, don't make that permanent decision based on a temporary situation. You send that letter out, you send that email out, it never comes back. Even if you delete it on your computer, it never goes back. So something in your career, sometimes it's that. Some people may be just going, oh my gosh, I am so over it. I am done. It has been so difficult. Peace out. I'm out of here. And you might quit the career and just go, you're going to move on to something else. Again, you don't want to make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. Even your finances, you know, I will be completely honest. When all of this broke and we started to see some of the income that we are planning for these next few months get deferred to later in the year, um, my first thought was, hmm, should we go to our 401k and and uh, and raid the IRA, you know, and maybe we'll, we'll take that out and, you know, and end up. Uh, and so then we listen, and it's actually the last part I'm going to talk about, but we listened to a couple of talks. Dave Ramsey, someone that, that I go to for financial advice, and I listen to his show and read his books. And, you know, one of the things he said is, you know, if you're not going to retire for another 20 years, hang in there. Um, and obviously, that's not financial advice. Check with your financial advisor if you're looking to make major financial decisions. But even in that, it, it was really good point there where he said, listen, you know, if I drained my entire retirement account, that's a huge decision based on something that could shift and sh change here in the next, you know, two months or whatever it is. Even in your relationships, you know, don't make a permanent decision based on those things. So, you know, what we're seeing actually is in Wuhan, where all this originated, let me see if we can find this, that the, the rates of divorce have actually increased uh, with this virus. And again, and it might be because people are now stuck together or whatever, but now they're in this this anxiety, fear, worry, just uncertainty, everything's changing every day. And so there are some people starting to make some major decisions based on, again, a temporary situation. So don't make permanent decisions based on a temporary situation. Don't let fear and anxiety drive the bus. So here's the, my biggest piece of advice for you. So before you make a major decision, pause. And Heather talked about pausing, but pause. You know, reflect, really think about it. And here's the key. Get guidance from a wise mentor. Okay, so from someone that you trust, um, you know, someone who's maybe five years older than you, 10 years older than you, 20 years older than you, someone who has weathered several of these kinds of, you know, uh, storms. Um, and get guidance from that. And so we've done that here as well as, as, as certain things that I'm thinking of from a business perspective or financial perspective, you know, I've reached out before I've made a big decision. I've reached out to people who know more than I do about that. And so this is a great time to take a look and to consider who those mentors are, who those people are in your life that can coach you, that can invest, that, that have wisdom that you can learn from, because you don't have to do it by yourself. And, and you, we, we were never intended 
to learn all of these things by ourselves, to be able to figure it out by ourselves. And so what crisis does, um, the, 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 the positive side of a crisis, it, it reminds us consistently and constantly when we're in it that we need each other. So check with a pause, reflect, get guidance from a wise mentor. That will avoid you making a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. The second point that I want to tell you all is, is, and it was actually inspired by watching the movie Miracle, which is the story of the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team, who beat the Soviet Union. Sorry, spoiler alert if you didn't see the if you didn't see the movie, but they beat the Soviet Union um, in in the 1980 Winter Olympics, and the U.S. hockey team was a massive underdog, right? Not 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 thought to be any kind of competitor at all, at, at all. and they beat the Soviet team, the best team in the world. And uh, the coach of that team is a man, was a man named Herb Brooks, and Herb Brooks began his pre-game pep talk to his team by saying this, great moments are born from great opportunity. And then great moments are born from great opportunity. And then he looked at his boys and said, and that's what you have here. And that's what we all have here if you are on this webinar today or listening to the, the replay of it. You know, moments like this are an opportunity for us. Now, this is not about being op opportunistic or taking advantage of people, nothing like that. But moments like this reveal many things, don't, doesn't it? Like it gives us an opportunity to reflect on the past, to focus on the present, and to actually dream for the future. I mean, to think about these things. So really what I would say is pause and ask, what are the opportunities you have right now that are in front of you? What are those opportunities? Right? Think about it, like, let's just say on a micro level with your residents, what's the opportunity you have right now to make their lives better? Or for them to see, you know, all that stuff you told them to get them to move in, that, oh, we love our residents, we really do that you actually really do, that you're being super compassionate and empathetic to them when they're coming to you with their issues and their problems. Maybe even if you can't do what they're asking you to do, you can still you know, be empathetic and compassionate and all those things. So that might be an opportunity to engender the loyalty from your, from, from your residents, from your team members, from your company. This could be an opportunity for you to elevate your profile, develop a positive reputation within the company, to be seen and get noticed for all the right things. Now, again, you don't want to do this in an obnoxious way, but I'm just saying as you respond well, people will take notice. As you treat people well, people will take notice. This is a great opportunity for you, even in the midst of this storm, to actually build a foundation for the future. So what I would say again is just pause and reflect. Think about what are the opportunities in front of me? And when you think about those opportunities, be creative, right? be open, be wild. I mean, just go and, and, and dream and, and, and really take a look at and go from the micro level to specifically, what about with my residents? What about with the people I lead? What about with the people who lead me? What about with my spouse and my kids? What are the opportunities that are presenting themselves now that I can really take advantage of to build a foundation for the future? And then just give yourself permission to just think way big things and whatever it is that it could be. The other thing is, and I know both Amy and, and Heather really mentioned this, is, is giving yourself permission to fail. That actually failing is part of the job. It's what's going to happen and failure is okay. You know, I was watching something on uh, the Walt Disney Imagineers and one of the biggest secrets of their success was the fact that Walt Disney gave them permission to fail and said failing was a part of their job. And so give yourself permission to fail then here's what you want to do. Just take a step. It doesn't have to be a big step. It doesn't have to be a major step. Just take a step. 
And then today, when you wake up, just go, what's the next step I need to take today? What's the next step I need to take today? And then what's going to happen is this. Over time, those seemingly little steps will build you up to where you'll be able to point to this season when, you know, COVID-19 hit and the economy shut down or all of this other stuff is going on. That you're going to be able to say, wow, you know what? That period in time was where everything shifted in my life. Everything shifted in my career, in my relationships, in my, in my family. And it shifted in a mighty and powerful way. So don't make per permanent decisions based on a temporary situation. Remember that the great moments are born from great opportunity. What is the opportunity that's in front of you? And the third tip that I want to leave you with is just help other people do these same two things. So as you are walking with people in your life, your coworkers, your teammates, the people that you lead, your family, your friends, your loved ones, help them do these same two things. And these are a couple of different ways that you can do that by connecting well, by empathizing, even if you don't agree with their perspective, even if you don't agree with where they're kind of coming from, just being there, being present, being on their side. If you do these things, the things that he Amy mentioned, the things that Heather mentioned, we know that it's really going to help you move forward. And again, be able to take a look at this time in history and go, wow, that is absolutely where things shifted and moved in my life. So that's what we want for you. That is what we're hoping for you. We're so appreciative of you. And now I want to uh, bring on our good friend, Barbara Savona. She is someone who helps people every day. So Barbara, take it away. Thank you, Ramel. And I just want to say I'm so thankful for these three friends that just gave such good insights, such good positivity, and very realistic tips for us. And I also want to share the feedback that we're getting so far is this is exactly what I needed today. This is exactly what I needed. And some of the questions on marketing and retention, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to cover in my little section. So being in, a, in an industry where marketing is what we do on an every single day basis and retention is what we work on and how we communicate, I wanted to really come up with three points that can help you in this time. And I was thinking one thing that I keep hearing over and over again is everything's changing. We're having to do everything different. And so what I want to say to that is right now, my point number one is master the pivot. And what I mean by that is when you pivot, one foot stays placed on the ground, right, in the familiar, and then the other foot moves slowly, right? So when I say to master the pivot, we keep our feet planted, one of them, in what we know. What we know is that there's a few things that we have to do for the health of our communities and our teams, right? We need to take action to retain residents, we need to take action to get new residents, and we need to retain the team and keep them motivated that we have. So rather than thinking everything has to change, I want you to think in terms of, I'm gonna make a pivot, small pivots first. I'm gonna see what is the minimal type of changes that I need to do and look at what we were doing already that worked. So for example, if you had a resident event that was always well attended, how can you now shift it to make sense when we were social distancing? So Amy mentioned something like happy hours, virtual happy hours. You know, I've not gotten together with friends on a virtual happy hour as much as I have right now. Um, things like a, a virtual scavenger hunt where people can drive and find a bear or a heart or different things that you put out that people put up in their windows. You could do a virtual bingo on your social media and it can be fun. It can be things like who's made this for dinner this week or who has, you know, said these things to their kids this week. So we can look for ways to not completely change everything because let's be honest, you guys, 
y'all are doing so much. And there's already like Heather and Amy and Ramel mentioned, there's already this mental weight that is on us that even if we don't technically say we're stressed, we're all feeling the stress, right? It's just the news, what's happening, our fears, our worries. And then you guys are interacting with two to 300 people, families that are dealing with this on a scale personally and then across the board. And then at the end of the day, you still are going home to your family or maybe you never left home and you're trying to be a homeschool mom or dad and you're you know worried about your next paycheck too. So what I wanna say is be careful to conserve your bandwidth. Think in terms of pivot. So a couple of ways people asked, how do we get our residents engaged? Put out a call. People wanna help, like Heather said in this time. People wanna feel that they're useful. So put out a call and say, you know, do we have any teachers that would be willing to do virtual tutoring an hour a day or 30 minutes a day for our residents? Do we have anybody that plays an instrument that would be willing to teach or play music on, on the patio, on the balconies that we could hear every time at a, you know, a certain day at the same time? Um, on social media, something we're gonna do this week with our community is a virtual coloring contest. So we sent out a, a, a printable that everybody can color of some succulents and everybody's gonna submit and post on our Facebook their finished product and we can vote on a winner for just a coloring contest. Coloring reduces stress and it's fun for adults too. Um, so put out the call, find out what talents Look for ways to, again, do those small pivots and say, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I've been a property manager. I know what works. How can I just make a small adjustment to modify what I'm doing? And I want you guys to also know right now, internet traffic is actually up. Facebook engagement is actually up. Instagram is actually up. So if you're worried about leasing, that's the place to be right now is online. And yes, it's okay to continue selling. I think somebody mentioned that they're already seeing divorce rates up. And it's a terrible thing to even talk about. But, you know, I guess after spending so many days stuck at home, some people are deciding that they don't want to be together. And that means that, you know, those four walls are kind of closing in on people. So when this lifts, people are going to be looking and saying, how did my management deal with this? Do I want to be in this apartment another day? And the, the actions that we're taking now on a marketing front, putting out our amenities, putting out the fun things we're doing with our residents virtually, answering questions, those are the things, the actions we take today will dictate the success of our tomorrow. And I think, you know, sometimes when it's to hope, hope comes also through action. So we don't just stay paralyzed in the fear, we just start taking action. We post about things, we show our floor plans, we learn new, new skills like doing a virtual tour. The more that we're engaged, it's the ones that go and hide, the ones that are not present, that when this passes, will not have a presence. So it's an opportunity like was talked about. And then in that point, I want to just do the minimal viable dose. You know, we're all again taking on a lot. Like Heather said, this isn't the time that you have to feel guilty because you look at a sister community that's doing something different. You know your residents, you know what's going to make an impact. Don't try to do everything or you won't be able to really do anything well. So just a little something, say this is what I'm going to do this week or this day and carry it out well. Now, retention through personalization is my tip number two. And you're probably thinking, okay, personalization sounds like it takes a lot of time. But here's the caveat. I want to help you do that while you're still conserving your energy and your bandwidth. And this is an opportunity for you to really stand out as a lifeline to your residents. Many are feeling alone. They're feeling the walls closing in. They're feeling stressed. You can be a real resource, but you don't have to do it by... Every single time you talk to a resident individually, 
you're taking a little piece of your energy. And I know that's why so many of you are coming home so exhausted. Now that cannot be avoided across the board, but there are some tools that can help us maximize our presence without it being one-on-one. -on -one. So a tool that we use internally all the time is a loom. L-O-O-M. It's free. It captures your video just like this. And it allows, one thing I use it for is I send messages to my team throughout the week just to check in, let them know how we're doing as a company, what's going on. I do it all the time for training. And it's great because here are some things that you can do. Um, I made a couple of little notes. You can do some videos that feel very personalized of the frequently asked questions. So people are always asking and calling and saying, or emailing and saying, are we getting a discount because amenities are closed? You could record a video that says, you know, I know right now with uncertain times, this might be a concern of yours. And we've actually had that question a lot. We're not offering, we're currently not offering discounts because our amenities are closed and here is why. And you can go into that. Or let's say, for example, why you're only doing emergency maintenance requests or um, rent questions. What, you know, what are the policies on rent? Once you establish them and you get a little dressed up, do a little loom video and talk like you're talking to one person when you answer that question and then start building a little database. And every time that email comes through, you can write a little note and then attach and say, I made you a little video that explains this in a little more detail and boom, that's out. Same thing with email, start drafting. You're getting a lot of the same questions. Start drafting an email that has a nice friendly tone, but that you can use as a template and modify just a little bit. So you're conserving that bandwidth. But what I love about Loom is it also allows you to do updates for your community regularly. So you can get on and say, hey, Timber Park apartment, you know, our residents at Timber Park, we just wanna let you know that even though we're not all together, we're not doing the same things, we miss you guys and we're working hard to keep our community in tip top shape. Here are the things that we are doing. You can find us on Facebook. We're gonna be doing a virtual happy hour. And if you do those updates two or three times a week, you'll still feel like you're talking to somebody connected in the same room. So pick your platform, whether you're doing a Facebook group or you're doing it via email or your resident portal, whatever you decide, that's the way to keep a connection because people want to see faces. They want to feel the emotions and it's okay to be raw and real and say, you know what? This has been challenging for everyone. We're just taking it a day at a time. Here's what we know so far. So Loom, check it out. You can also have your maintenance do some videos like that too to help problems, help them. Um, like say, for example, somebody says, oh, my garbage disposal's clogged. Your maintenance can do a little video that says, here's how you press the reset button. Try that first. And again, it's one video that you can send out to multiple people every time you have that. Loom also allows you not only to email it as a link, you can download it and then you can save it on your website, your resident portal or anything else. And it's free. So I love it. And it's also a great way to keep your team happy. Um, and then my little point in that is know your audience too. So I'm going to just give kind of a, a little bit of a disclaimer. If your residents follow you and you're posting things, just make sure you're posting things that make sense for the demographic. If it's, you know, if you've got a lot of single moms that maybe were working in the food industry and they've been let go and we're posting recipes of these really extravagant things that they just can't afford, even if they don't say anything, it could create just that icky feeling like, man, my kids are missing out or we're missing out. So know your audience and that's the type of stuff to post about. You know you have a lot of single parents, post resources for the kids, lots of them. Things like virtual tours that they're doing of the San Diego Zoo. I'm sharing some of those on my website soon too. 
you just want to keep things going that match your demographic. If you're in a community where the rents are high and maybe some of these people are not affected by income yet, and you want to post about where people can pick up, you know, still takeout if that's acceptable, those are okay to do too. Just know your demographic. And then the last point, which is not marketing, is decide right now what you want things to look like on the other end of this. Like, who do you want to be? So you can't figure out every next action. Ramel and I were talking about that. It's just ask yourself, what's the next right thing to do? And when this is over, even though we don't affect always the policy, how can I act in a way that makes me feel good? That that mom that came in really upset about that late fee and let it out on me, and I know it was not about me at all, how can I just be the kind of person that made her day a little brighter, even if she didn't do that for me? And also see how adaptable are you? Are you learning how to do virtual tours and figure that out? And even if, I wanna say this, because even if your job is not secure, and we know some have already had layoffs that are even on this webinar, even if all of the skills that you pick up, your adaptability, your resilience, yes, we can have bad days. Yes, we can have hard times. But when we step up and we say, you know what, I'm gonna learn some of these things, it helps us already know that whatever comes out the other side, we're gonna come out a little bit better and a little stronger. And then I saw this on somebody else. It's like, really look at what of the new normal we want. There's some things that we maybe have gone virtual that we may never go back to in person. People may prefer virtual tours at a certain point. We saw a study with Windsor Communities and a lot of their people, they're doing self-guided tours. They're doing it during normal business hours. So again, pay attention. What are the things that you don't want to go back to normal? What are processes that could have become better and now they were forced on us to become better? So back to mine, master the pivot. Don't think about an overhaul. This world has overhauled enough. Just little pivots, little tweaks. You guys know what you're doing. So just kind of take that step back and say, how can we make minor changes? And then retention through personalization, but use technology as your friend. So it feels personal, but it reaches the masses. And then decide now what you want the other side of you, your business, your community to look like. So, okay guys, if all my friends wanna hop back on, we have quite a few questions that I promised that we would have answered. So, okay. Let's see. Can you guys? All right, question number number one. Any suggestions on how we can support our teams and keep their spirits up as they are essential workers? Which one of my friends wants to take this one? Uh, I'll take it, I'll, and I'm sure anybody can pay, um, piggyback um, right off right off of my, my ideas. Um, what I've heard and what I'm seeing across the board for properties and keeping morale up is just doing those little things. So whether it's lunch, um, little rewards, you know, how you doing? Just to, truly, it's staying staying in touch with what's going on and even actually being there if that's what your company policy is. Um, but like, I think the little goodies and the little gifts, I think are, are letting people know that they're appreciated and, um, and, and make them real personal. So knowing that I love dark chocolate and red wine wouldn't hurt, you know, like, you know, or what, what, whatever will work for your team. <laughs> uh, is it too early? No, no, it's not too early. <laughs> but, um, but, but knowing what, what your team needs and what, again, will feed them and fuel them and will make them feel rewarded and appreciated. 
Yeah, in our team, we uh, one of our employees plays the fiddle. And so in our next meeting, our plan is we basically ask everybody their talents. She's going to play a little bit of the fiddle. Another one of our team members swears she makes the best biscuits from scratch, and she's going to share the recipe. One of my employees speaks Portuguese, and she's going to teach a little tip. So we're just trying to keep it light. And we, we agreed as a team that even though there's hard things and hard decisions that we have to make, that we're going to still try to find the joy and not fault each other for being in a joyful place. So that's one thing. And I think it's also really important to remember that our on-site people are essential employees. That kind of makes them heroes during this, and we don't want them to feel like martyrs. Um, so if your people are asking for things like masks or PPE, um, make sure that you do what you can to provide that for them. Uh, cloth masks are not that hard to make. I can even sew them, and I can't sew very well. Um, and if you if you need to go to like someplace like Etsy or something that's out there, but but make sure that they feel like you really care about them getting through this too, because we need them. They are what's holding everything else up right now, and we need to support them any way we can. And I had a bunch of people ask about the app. It is Loom, L-O-O-M. You can find it on the App Store. It's also, uh, you can also find it as a Chrome extension. So just, you know, go to your Chrome browser. And residents do not need the Loom app. So when they get it emailed, it's literally a link. It plays the video on their phone. It plays it on social. There's no, they don't have to pay anything or download anything. So... Um, really great feedback people, Heather, have shared so how it's very nice that you're being so vulnerable and just sharing things and it's helpful for them to know that you struggle too. So I think that was really nice and that they really like the pep talk. So um, Barbara, um, you, mentioned, you mentioned coloring books. I have a suggestion if you're looking for one. Okay. I'm a big fan of this one. It's called Granny Swears. Um, <laughs> it has lots of really cute things in it. Uh, things like set up a biscuit and what the heck. So if you're looking for something, I found this one on Amazon. It's it's delightful and about perfect for this. <laughs> I love it. I had to like give Heather a little pep talk that she was going to behave on this webinar and <laughs> she's allowed to get. <laughs> okay. I think this one is just, it's worth reading. And it says that it just says we're dealing with a new type of worry with work and staff keeping everyone safe, children, older parents. So I know a lot of you have kids and then you also have parents that you care for. It says we're still going into work each day and getting home stressed and worried, trying to stay focused on positive activity and not getting overwhelmed, trying to find times to get homeschool in, but also not be, being so concerned about the day-to-day -day changes that are happening so fast. I think that's just a very valid feeling. Yeah. Well, and for those of you who have that commute back home because you are working on site, before you walk into the house, give yourself like a little routine. When you're in the car, you turn off the car and you just breathe for a few minutes and you think about the three important things you want for that day or whatever your important thing for that day was. And you think about your success for that day and then you walk in because when you walk in from a, point, a place of success, you can face whatever you're coming into next. Very good. How much was your coloring book, Heather? Somebody got real specific with their question. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I ordered it for like eight bucks. I don't know what it goes for right now, but again, that's granny swears. Uh, I like the black edition because when you color outside the lines, it doesn't, you can't tell. Um. <laughs> you know what? I think $8 is totally worth everyone's sanity. So, <laughs> sounds good. 
Um, okay, so another one is bringing it back to basics. How can we show our residents that we're here to support them? What basics might we be forgetting about? Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this one. You know what? Like we already know, like empathy is huge, right? So when a resident comes in, just being empathetic, you know, even if you think they're being dramatic, even if you think they're whatever it is, or you think it's not that big of a deal, or they're blowing out of proportion, it's all that little stuff, right? So it's just going, oh my gosh, I know this is tough, isn't it? Or just that those, those brief moments of empathy, those brief moments of humanity of just connecting, um, I think often are, are some of the, that's one piece I would do. I think empathy is probably the most, one of those powerful things we can unleash in this time, you know, because it's, they get it. Like there's no fitness center now, or there's no other amenities people are using. So you're kind of the amenity, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's, so when they see you from six feet away, you know, whatever it is, how is that response? So I think even that simple basic of every single time you get an opportunity to connect with a resident, you're taking advantage of that opportunity to show that, you know what, we still care about you. We are here. We're fighting for you. We're doing our best. And, you know, when something goes wrong or you've made a wrong decision, super simple. Wow. You know, we're so sorry. You know, just taking ownership of that stuff because everyone knows we're figuring all of this out on the fly. And Barbara and I think we're talking about this. Like there's going to be plenty of time after this settles and it will settle, you know, for us to do the to take a look at. OK, so if this happens again, this is what we would have done differently. But everyone knows that, you know, we're just we're still we're still figuring it out and yeah, trying to figure out like, I love the coloring and now trying to figure out where the lines are that we're mm -hmm. supposed to color in, you know? And so um, just anytime yeah. you get a chance, take advantage of every opportunity to be empathetic and just create that connection and deposit into that residence connection account that that is bare bones basic, but I think that's, that's one of the most effective things you can do. One of the things I've seen that, Oh, sorry, Amy, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, you go ahead, Heather. Go ahead. One of the things I've seen that um, a lot of communities have been doing, I've seen it posted repeatedly on Facebook. Um, they are, because their gyms are closed, um, if you're a garden style community and you have balconies, they're holding, they're bringing in like a yoga instructor to sit in the middle of, of wherever the, the, the garden style community is and go through a yoga class with their people or go through um, a stretching or a, a, a real cardio, a, cardio class or whatever that's an amenity that you can make happen um additionally you can also if you are a pet friendly community uh, a lot of people are having to keep their pets inside right now and if you have a dog that is not like my service dog but like my non-service dog who is not for public consumption um they're not taking that very well <laughs> so you can bring in a trainer who could actually answer questions for people in your community on how to handle things like barking problems um you can even set that up as a virtual event I love that. I wanted to, somebody from the audience actually shared that one of the things that they're doing, Kara Ballard shared that at the corporate office, they're looking for job leads and resources for food, medical, rent, and utility to share with the residents. And then they've actually helped several residents find new jobs that were laid off. And I mean, even within our industry, there are still a lot of companies that are hiring and hiring temp work. So I think the mix of empathy, real events, and then um, somebody else also informed us that Heather's coloring book is $4.95 on Amazon right now. So people, I think that's the real winner of this webinar. <laughs> so, uh, I was just going to piggyback just before you go to the next question, if we do, is um, that I think it truly is about um, empathy, but I think because people are lonely and they're isolated, you may be the only person that they will see. So you 
just like when people are upset or irate over their toilet not working or whatever, we have to absorb that and listen to hear exactly what, what they're saying. And, and, and yes, have that compassion. And I know that there's a cost for caring and caring for the next person and caring for the next person. But I think this will just definitely, you're gonna rely on your relationships that you currently have with your residents. And hopefully it's a positive one, but let people know that, um, as Ramel said, that we're trying to figure this out. And when people know that you sincerely care, you're actively listening, taking notes, and maybe offering suggestions, and that you really care, I think that that will um, that will serve you well when, when you're getting back to the basis. Because it's truly connecting with people, human beings, and serving human beings. And that's really us surviving together in this scenario. So I think just coming back to the bare bone basics of that. Amy, can I piggyback on what Barbara was saying um, about the employment stuff? Um, just really quick. One of the things you can do um, right now, guess who else is out of work? Freelance people, people who do things like teach someone how to make a resume that works or um, even talk to somebody. You probably know a recruiter for whatever industry there is. If you're in a large metro area, you know, you can find a recruiter. Trust me. <laughs> um, Talk to a recruiter, make that person a, a, an available resource for your residents, because that can be that bridge that they need to get where they didn't even know they were gonna go. Um, so if you if you can offer things like, like someone who can, a connection to someone who can look at a resume or a connection to a recruiter, or even um, some of these happy hours that I'm seeing online are even recruiting happy hours, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, give those things a, a shot as well. That's another service you can provide that takes social distancing into account and still is incredibly valuable. Yeah, we have a friend that is a photographer and she's been doing those porch portraits for neighborhoods. And I was thinking that would be an awesome thing if a community hired someone like that and did it by buildings, you know, come out on your balcony and on your patio and we're gonna do family portraits. And they've been fun and it gives work to somebody that probably is out of work. You'll probably get a good pricing too. And it's something, you know, that residents can have a, have like a portrait of the crazy times and people are getting, you know, doing it fun. The mom's out there with wine pulling out her hair and, you know, it's just <laughs> realistic and kind of fun, but, um, we, that kind of, I think that sums up the feel of the questions. So I want to announce our winner, um, Shawnee Sousi or Sousi, S-O-U-C-I-E, was one of the very first questions, was the first question. And you're going to get the Sprout membership because your question was about social media. And so I think that, that the membership will help you with a lot of your digital graphics. Ashley was our second McLaughlin, and um, Ashley will get a coaching session with Heather. And then Sarah Rosenberger was our third question, and Sarah will get our coaching session with Amy. Woo! <laughs> and everybody's going to get virtual coaching, in a sense, with Vermel's great resources. So here's our plan. We're going to upload this video. We'll get it all converted. We'll send it out in an email. We hope that you guys share it with your residents or with your um, your teams, whoever wasn't on here. And um, we'll make sure that you guys have access to all our information. So if you need help in a very specific region or if you just connected with one of us and you thought, I wanna know more about you know, what they do and what they offer, a lot of people right now need support. And so virtual coaching is something that Ramel and Amy and Heather 
um, are totally set up to do, and it, it's part of adapting to what is needed. And so for, you know, just offering that support to your teams, that's something that can be very, very helpful. So all your information, we'll send it out. And it was awesome. Everybody loved it. I mean, we got great feedback. Everybody said they needed this. I needed this. It was fun. Coping and hoping. <laughs> Coping and hoping. Now, <laughs> now it's a different kind of 12 pack that we had. It was like a positive 12 pack later. <laughs> I'm misbehaving now. All right, it's the gummy bears. It's the gummy bears. <laughs> Coloring books and gummy bears are the star of hope and hope. That's right. Hi, <laughs> right, thanks for meeting everybody. Yeah. Thank you.